flock of seagulls. That's who's singing this song. 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. That is the um, <laughs> the work of Brian Altimer, our fantastic audio producer. Annette Prince is with us. You may have heard her on the show before. She's the director of the Chicago Bird Collision Monitors. And Annette, I was reading this story about the demolition of the former Greyhound maintenance facility. It was about a month ago. They had a permit to do that. But there were neighbors who watched in horror because apparently a lot of the gulls we see in Chicago were nesting there. What's the whole story on this? Is it legal to do that when there are nests? Can you just, you know, continue with demolition? Theoretically, they should have been asked to uh, either hold off on the demolition because it is uh, federal law not to disturb either the the young, the eggs, or the adults of any protected bird species, which the uh, colony of, of uh, ring-billed gulls that are on top of that roof uh, are protected. Uh, the information and the concerns that people had about that building were passed along to the uh, authorities at IDNR and U.S. Fish and Wildlife uh, it being their role to to address it and try to you know uh, give them options and see if they would either uh, do a delay or see if anything needed to be rescued from that roof, but it doesn't seem like that happened. Yeah, I saw some of the pictures and it seemed like there are a bunch of little baby gulls on the ground with nowhere to go. Exactly, they're stranded. They're, they they need the protection of being up on a roof. The parents, I don't think, can find them because they normally can locate their babies on a you know a huge uh, overhead roof, even you know hundreds of them. Uh, they've got a great ability to do that. I think now they are scattered among the rubble. They are uh, in in a lot of areas where I'm not sure the parents can even locate them in order to feed them. They have some water uh, that's accumulated on the site that they can use uh, in this hot weather. But we are concerned that uh, it, it's not very good for their survival. And we know that during the demolition, a lot of the smaller ones that couldn't move rapidly out of the way of, of what was going down must have been killed in the process because uh, they range from something just the size of, a, of, your, of the palm of your hand at this time of year to something uh, maybe the size of a, of a, of a small, small duck or something. But they, um, you know, we, we feel that the, the small ones must not have survived very well, but we're hoping to do something to, to give the, the other little ones a chance. Now, Annette, you know, there are a lot of people that hate these gulls, and I think there are many of us who still call them seagulls, but they're they're not. And, uh, you know, if they're not in the city, they're at a Walmart parking lot in the suburbs. How is it that we went from the time when I was young and I only got to see one when I was near an ocean to now where they're just a regular part of life in Chicago? What kind of gulls do we have here and do they ever leave or do they stay here year round? Oh, the majority of them are here permanently. We the ones we see the most commonly are ring-billed gulls, uh, which are smaller and a little more petite, and they do have, as their name implies, a ring on their bill, uh, a black line. Uh, and then there's herring gulls, which um, um, are a lot larger, and uh, they use the the Lake Michigan coastline, and they have taken it. They're a very adaptable bird who have learned to live in an urban setting where there are lots of opportunities for uh, uh, foraging on uh, French fries in parking lots and left of the pizza on the sidewalk. And uh, they are, um, you know, they, they live with us in, in truly downtown when we're rescuing migratory birds. We are concerned that they're sometimes preying on migratory birds, but all birds have a place in the environment and we don't want to see harm come 
to to these birds, uh, you know, despite what either people feel about coexisting with them, we think that they, you know, they, they have a they have a right to be here and to raise their young and and can do it successfully. I mean, just a, a month's delay in that demolition would have given those birds enough time to raise the the, the birds to a size where they would uh, be uh, uh, you know, more able to uh, survive off that rooftop. Will anything be done to the construction company over this? Well, we're trying to work cooperatively with them to see if they'll give us an opportunity at least to, uh, you know, have a, have a better outcome by uh, letting us pick these goals up. So we're hoping that they'll they'll work with us on on that. Some of them that have wanted out, we found some of them running up and down Halstead, almost hit by cars. We've been able to recover uh, some of them that have that's come out from the site, you know, looking for, uh, for where to go next, and uh, gotten them for care at the Willowbrook Wildlife Center as well as at the the Care uh, Wildlife Facility out in Kane County because uh, you know it's it's been the you know, an opportunity to at least try to salvage as many of these little guys as we can. And uh, although they can't stay with their parents because living on the ground at that age is is not what they're adapted to do. Yeah, I I can't believe they won't even let you in. I mean, it's one thing if they, you know, didn't care and destroyed all the nests. And there were hundreds of nests, right? Am I am I correct about that? Yeah, or? Yeah, sure. The, 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 that piece of land was just enormous. Yeah, so uh, why wouldn't the, they let you the, in the to just rescue the ones that you want to rescue? It's of no cost or issue for them. Well, we're working on that with them, and we know that you know there are concerns about liability because it's a dangerous site where where there's a, a lot of uh, torn up materials. Uh, we are certainly capable of being responsible and careful. Uh, some of our members are OSHA certified, so they would know. Uh, that, you know, we can make sure we have uh, the, the right equipment and are as careful as possible. Uh, we're hoping that they can either you know do something together with us. Uh, to to get these, or if they certainly if they find or can collect any of the birds, they can just contact us. So we're reaching out to see if they'll um, uh, be, be able to even as they encounter them get these little birds because they don't fly, they run a little little fast, and they're pretty agile going up and down the debris piles. But if if any uh, worker there has an opportunity to set one aside, we're happy uh, to have them call our, our helpline, and we would get someone. We've got people that live right in that neighborhood that would come over in order to help them, and if they would let us in. Uh, uh, even in a restricted area, so that we can uh, carefully and responsibly get them picked up. So we're hopeful that we uh, will we'll, we'll be allowed to do that, and just for the benefit of, of everyone to have a better outcome than yeah. leaving them there where they're really not going to do well. I don't know when you sleep. You do amazing work. Thank you for joining us. And uh, tell people where they can reach out and find out more about what Chicago Bird Monitors is all about. You can go to our webpage, which is www.birdmonitors.net, and you could call us at our helpline at 773-988-1867, and we're, we're happy to help whenever we can with our, with our volunteer-led effort uh, with the hopes of, of helping uh, any birds that come into harm's way. Thank you so much, Annette. Have a good weekend. You too. Nice talking to you, Lisa. Always. I always enjoy our conversations. Teresa Murray is a regular on the show. Uh, quite a few recalls this week. And as you know, they're all posted. We post all recalls at WGNRadio.com. But we're going to talk about a couple in particular, one being the frozen fruit recall because of listeria. And what I'm interested in is the same fruit was sold at Aldi's and Trader Joe's, which, of course, I think they're related, but then Whole Foods and Walmart. So, is all the fruit coming from the same place and we're just paying more at one store than the other based on what they package it in? 
That's one of the questions for Teresa Murray next. First, to check on weather and traffic with Kevin Wells.